Welcome to 89.1 WEMU's Creative Impact. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washtenaw and your host. Thanks for tuning in today and every Tuesday to meet the Washtenaw County artists and creative people who make this, our community, one of the most vibrant in Michigan. You know, I think I've mentioned before that one of the top five ways people express themselves creatively is in their living spaces. From layout to color choices to furnishing, we want to feel good in the places we spend most of our time. Some of us have the knack. But sometimes we need help, and that's where someone like Cammie Michaels, an interior designer, comes in. Cammie, welcome to Creative Impact. Hi, Deb. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, you know, I think that there's some psychology to why spaces, the spaces we inhabit, have such an impact on us. What would you say, you know, is the reason? Is there kind of like a layperson's description of why that's so important? Oh, goodness. Um, Well, I can say that for myself personally, my home is my heart. So, It's a place that I want to reflect myself, my family, our values, be accepting, be nurturing. And I've worked with clients over the years who have lived in homes for, you know, whatever amount of time that they they weren't that, (laughs) you know. So they come to me and say, please help. I've hated this space the entire time I've been here. Every time I look at it, it makes me angry. And I've lived here for 20 years. Wow. That's a lot of time to be angry. (laughs) So, you know, um, first, do you do only residential or do you do industrial or do you do a little bit of everything? Um, I've primarily focused in the past on residential, but Center Design Build also does commercial. And that's where you work, Center Design Build. Yep. Right. Um, And you studied art at the University of Michigan before coming here to Eastern to work on your master's degree in interior design. Tell us about that transition and how your interior design work is inspired by the application of of a visual artist. Oh, my goodness. Um, So my brain has always worked in puzzles, if that makes any sense. Um, So at the U of M, I say that I played with fire and dirt (laughs) for my undergraduate. I was a ceramic sculptor. Okay. Um, And that was, you know, really hands-on, creative in a way that you could you could create it yourself, right? Um, after undergraduate, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And to be honest, I didn't realize that interior design or even necessarily remodeling were a career path that existed. Um, I grew up in a small community in Michigan where that really wasn't a thing. Um, once I found out that Eastern had an interior design master's program, I was like, let me tell you, I four-pointed that program because <laughs> I found what my heart had been looking for the entire time. I want to say that that's actually what the show's all about, helping people yeah. understand that there are career paths, creative career paths, that one might not have just landed on in their everyday life as a young person. Yeah, definitely. And I feel so wonderfully fortunate to have found my path. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So, hey, I picked this right up from your web pa- webpage. You say, my approach to design is to maximize the function of the space while making it, and I quote you here, sexy. What do you mean by that? Um, so my brain always works. We, we need to make a space functional first. You can, make, you can make anything pretty or visually pretty as far as interiors or exterior spaces go. If you do that without the function, why go through the efforts, right? Why end up with a beautiful space that doesn't work for you and your family or your business and your clients? So first we work on maximizing functionality, make sure the space is going to work for those people who inhabit the space. 
And then we make it beautiful, right? We make it sexy. And that's whatever that means to you in your heart, whatever brings you joy. A matter of form, function, and sexy. I like it. 89.1 (laughs) WEMU's Creative Impact continues with interior designer Cami Michaels. So clients must come to you with an idea of what they want. Where do you start and how do you help them get what they want? Or sometimes I suspect improve upon what they think they want. Yes. So it really involves asking a lot of questions, Um, questions that sometimes are pretty awkward, um, but they come from a place of kindness to try and really understand what our goals are. You know, if we're talking about somebody's home that they've lived in for a year, five years, 20 years, talk to me about what really works for you. You know, what do you like most about this space and how it functions for you and your family, right? If you've lived here, you know, what doesn't work? Do you have enough storage? Do you find that you're always tripping over each other when you're trying to use the space? Are your kids getting in your way when you're cooking at the hot stove? Um, So we start with the functional questions first. Just basically, like, what works in the space? What doesn't work in the space? Do you have any ideas for improvement? And then we start with the puzzle pieces, putting everything into an order to make it the best it can be. I like that idea about puzzle pieces. You know, as a designer, you bring a lot to the room or to the puzzle. And you've also got access to products and materials and examples that even with websites like Wayfair or House, the general public doesn't. How do the resources you have access to help lead your clients to the selections that enhance their spaces, the furnishings and the like, you know, like the perfect kitchen faucet or the coolest cabinets? Yep. Well, I'm, you know, I've been in the industry for about 15 years, so certainly have a a pretty, pretty good depth of product knowledge out there. Um, I also have vendors that I work with and really trust, say the kitchen faucet. I I know which, which brands are the most likely to hold up when we're talking about making actual selections. Again, it goes back to that questioning. Are there any general styles or photos you can point to that you like, you know, that you're drawn to? I'm not asking for a specific, I want this faucet or this light fixture. But then with that information, I do the legwork on my client's behalf so that they don't have to spiral, right? So I know what generally we're looking for, but they don't have to put in 20 hours or 10 hours of research finding something that's going to fit their needs and also fit their budget. Because I can tell you, working on my own house, I do spiral because I know too many (laughs) things. There's so much. I know too many things, yes. So I try to protect from that effect. You know, we want to make the process as fun as it can be and as least least amount of stress as possible. Well, you know, I've been in this world and doing my own homes for a long time. And, you know, it used to be that you could only go to retail stores, but now we have yeah. House and now we have HGTV. How do those kind of places aid or compromise the design process? Oh, goodness. Um, there are goods and bads. I'm really a fan of the House webpage. I think that it's been a really great resource for homeowners and for designers and architects. Um, to look at what's going on, what's, I hate the word trend, but what, what people are really excited about going on. As far as, you know, television shows, HGTV, it's, it's entertainment. I, I think that that's something that's important to keep in mind as a viewer and, and as a professional in the industry. A show, for example, Property Brothers, very entertaining, but in the actual remodeling and construction world, we don't ever want to start knocking down a wall and then slap our faces and say, oh, no, that's a load-bearing wall. <laughs> um, Problem. You know, we, exactly. We, we don't like to have surprises. We like our projects to run as seamlessly as possible um, through material selection, through the building process. So 
you know, I think also, unfortunately, that TV shows have done a disservice to homeowners setting expectations for project costs. And can you do you have an, a, a challenging project or design problem that you encountered and, and had to solve something that was really impactful for you? Oh, goodness. Um, there, there have been a number of them. I can think of one recently. Um, it was a space in Ann Arbor. The homeowner had been there for a number of years really just a beautiful person and she hated <laughs> her kitchen dining room. And to be honest, it was the most um, nonsensical layout that I have seen in my you life. sometimes wonder what were people thinking? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we, we ended up removing a fireplace, removing a wall, just completely reimagining the space. It was unique with tall ceilings on one side. We added beams and it just, it really, truly, from a layout and from a end result, ended up being a place that brought her heart joy. Uh, so, so that's yeah. actually my last question. How do okay. you know when a client is thrilled? Oh, when we hug. <laughs> <laughs> when we hug. Yeah, yeah. I tell people that they're stuck with me. Um, beyond the duration of a project, they're now a part of my family. Oh, that's great. That's a great answer. Yeah. Cammie, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. That's Cammie Michaels, Director of Interiors at Center Design Build. We've been talking about the art of interior design. Find out more about Cammie and see some of the spaces she has designed at WEMU.org. You've been listening to Creative Impact. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washington, and your host, Matt Hobson, is our producer. Please join us every Tuesday to meet the people who make Washtenaw Creative. This is 89.1 WEMU, Ypsilanti Public Radio from Eastern Michigan University.